It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast, Landon it is another Victory Monday. How you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, look, it, and you have to kind of – the thing is about these Sundays now, especially when you're winning, you start looking around the, the landscape of the NFL. And, and frankly, when you look at the way the Cowboys played and you look around at the rest of the league, the – the, the stars are aligning, is, I guess is the best oh, way to say it. It yeah. feels really yeah. good. Like, right, things feel different in a way, even when the Cowboys are winning. Like, uh, they're getting a lot of good bounces, and uh, it's, it's, good. it's a good day to be a Cowboys fan, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so coming up on today's show, we are going to review the Cowboys' Week 2 win over the Redskins. Uh, Dallas put up 31 points the second straight week with at least 30, 30 points. Uh, Washington scored 21. Uh, I want to start with the offense because that's the big story of today. Um, Dak Prescott, 26 of 30, 269 yards, three touchdowns and interception. I can actually tell you all four of the incompletions because I watched the game this morning. <laughs> he had a pass off of Randall Cobb's hand That's right. uh, that turned in the interception. He had a drop by Amari Cooper mm-hmm. that Josh Norman kind of got his hands on. Uh, there was a Michael Gallup slant that Jimmy Moreland that was uh, a great play by on, Moreland on third down, yeah. and then there was a throwaway. Yep, those are your four incompletions. To the back of the end Prescott. zone, right? In the red zone. Yeah, in the back of the end yep. zone. Yeah, where yeah, we, we, it might have been open, but he was just throwing away. Just yep. throw it away. Mm-hmm. Um, Prescott is playing at a level I, I don't think I ever envisioned him being able to do. I, I mean, he is playing at over the last thirteen games, he has a passer rating of almost one ten. Only one quarterback in the league has a pass rating higher than that in the last basically year, uh, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Landon, what do you think about what we're seeing with Prescott in combination with Kellen Moore? I, I've been trying to think. You know, I think we're at the point now where he's reached. He's he's shown us enough games of incredible play that we have to consider him. You know, a, one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Um, I mean, you know, probably in the top, definitely in top 10 now for sure. And definitely maybe in the top five conversation and maybe even beyond that at this point, if we're talking about how they're currently playing, right? And if you consider some of the injuries that are going on, especially maybe even higher. There is a, there, there does, that's the other part of this. It does feel like there is a changing of the guard, unfortunately happening right before our eyes, maybe just in the last week. Um, I have to say, like you know, I've been questioning, like to get to that level, you have to be special at something, and I and I think I've tried to kind of narrow down uh, what makes Dak Prescott special in a way that other quarterbacks aren't necessarily, and I think it, what it is is his ability to actually tangibly improve his game from season to season. Um, it's I think it's rare uh, because I think. 
you know, there's a lot of there. You are who you are at quarterback. I think you can improve things here. You can tweak things there. I think that all of that adds up to a lot over the time. But the leaps and bounds that Dak Prescott has made, just I mean, think about his college senior year tape, and 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 who he is now. Like he first of all, well, I remember. He, I was gonna say I remember people even during that senior year saying that he needed to move to tight end. Well, or uh, I mean, look, uh, just I mean, just just the improvement that obviously happened because between his senior year and his rookie year was impressive. Because clearly, yeah. like, look at what he was able to do his rookie year and, and the improvement he made just over the the draft process, probably. And so I think what he did this year is I think there was a there's been a there was a lot of doubt in his ability to actually improve his. Accuracy, improve his footwork, improve his game. Uh, 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 you know, from last season to this season, or, or just over the time. Once you're a pro, I, I think. I mean, it's hard not to watch this game and, and see these last two games and see a, a marked difference in how he's playing. And not that he was playing poorly before, but he's he's taken his game. It seems like to the uh, to to the next level. Right, and it's why I never understood when we were doing this contract negotiation through all of the summers. You know, people were saying Dak Prescott is this. He he's never going to be this. When we know that quarterbacks typically improve the most from years four to seven, I, I never assumed that Prescott was a finished product. But a lot of people, for whatever reason, did. I think you're starting to see now Prescott become more comfortable in an offense that suits him. He's got players around him that make sense. Uh, I, I mean, I talk about this all the time. I never thought. As much as I like Dez and as I like Terrence Williams as a number two receiver, those players never fit no. with Prescott. Those are not the type of receivers that he needed. Now he's got Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper, guys that get open quick and make plays after the catch. You're seeing what Prescott can look like. And frankly, there's not many quarterbacks in the league that you take over him right now. And it, it, he's, he's just playing at such a great level. I was telling somebody yesterday, I said, you go back and watch the last two games of Prescott, you watch all 60 throws or whatever it is, how many wrong reads did he make on yeah. 60 throws? Yeah. One or two at the very most? And that's what's most impressive to me is he has complete command of this offense and is so comfortable uh, with what Kellen Moore is doing for him. Yeah, and and let's obviously not. I, I feel like obviously Kellen Moore deserves a lot of credit here, um, uh, but I, I feel like Kellen Moore is also getting a lot of credit. So right, uh, I would I, say I, the I, equal amount of credit that he needs. Yeah, you know? I feel like it's time for uh, for for some Dak love because I mean the guy is beyond all what's what's getting open and what's being able to be provided for him. He's executing at a, at a very high level right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dak Prescott has been just phenomenal in his last 13 games. You're looking at 30 touchdowns, five interceptions, uh, a completion percentage of almost 72%, almost 4,000 total yards, five interceptions, passer rating of 109. I I mean, just absolutely incredible. Um, Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit more about the offense as a whole. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence that you need Listen up, BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready for whenever an opportunity arises. 
Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free. When you use our special promo code Locked On, just pay five dollars shipping. Again, that's Blue B L U E Chew dot com promo code Locked On to try it for free right now. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, Landon, let's talk about the running game. The Cowboys rushed for 213 yards against Washington. It did not feel like that for whatever reason. It felt like it was more of a struggle. Uh, But Elliott had 23 carries for 111 yards and a touchdown. Prescott added in 70 more. Tony Pollard had 22 yards, and Randall Cobb had 11 yards. What do you think about the Cowboys' rushing attack? Because this is, you know, usually a thing that takes them, I don't know, maybe a month before they kind of get up to speed. Uh, they were effective on Sunday. How do you think they, they did as a unit? Oh, I thought they looked great. I mean, I thought the running game um, specifically looked – I mean, you have to consider who you're going against. I mean, I understand Jonathan Allen's not around, but there's still a lot of defensive talent on that front – on that defensive front. And, um, and I'll tell you what, uh, that linebacker for them, Cole Holcomb – that kid can. That kid's going to be a problem. He, he can yeah, play. Yeah, and that's a guy the Cowboys liked a lot. Yeah, um, he uh, he he clearly is very highly instinctual. They have guys uh, up front who will you know cause you problems. Uh, needless to say, uh, Jerron Payne and uh, and uh, Ioannidis and uh, you know Tim Settle. Yeah, yep. Tim Settle and Sweat uh, was, a, was a, obviously a guy who fell for not uh-huh. football reasons and not and actually made it not be reason at all. Um, you know, I, so I, I think, yeah, you know, we, we talked about all off season. I mean, we, we, we hyped up this front. I mean, this is a, the thing to worry about. These guys is playing them in Washington in this front. It's not a great field. Uh, you know, it's they're they're a physical bunch. They they can make things happen. And I, I think we haven't given ourselves enough credit for weathering a very difficult storm. I mean, uh, you know, that was it's not easy to play. I mean, look. It's, not every team is easy for every team, and not every team is hard for every team. But for for Absolutely. for NF, great NF, yes. for NFC teams to go into a, a place like Washington and play play a teams like Washington, who are usually built to beat the other NFC East teams, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, I think that is that is an impressive that is an impressive thing that needs to be you know brought in there and i thought that the, the cowboys were able like if you watch what zeke was able to do he was able to, to make it happen even when the offensive line wasn't able to provide for him um and, and i think it was really just impressive watch, watching him operate within the offense and, and getting the yards creating on his own uh filling in where where there may have been uh, plays made by the defense it felt like he was definitely more in sync with the blocking than he was last week I know that Elliott finished the game with 23 carriers, but didn't it feel like the sequencing and the way that he was used made so much more sense than maybe what we've seen over the last couple of years, where basically the Cowboys are setting up the run by using the pass. A lot of first down passes, they're using Elliott on second and four to, to get the first down. I, I mean, there was very, very few plays this, you know, this game. And listen, I'm one of these guys that so-called hates running the ball, but I there was very few times well, in this game where I... I, I 
did not like it when they ran the ball. I, I thought Kellen Moore did an excellent job of using Zeke, uh, using him at the right times, not kind of just running him into stacked fronts. I, I just thought his usage in this game is what is the most ideal for the Cowboys going forward, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the usage is what's what's the difference. I, I mean, there were still times when you saw, like, you know, first down runs, and, you know, sometimes the, the, when maybe the analytics wouldn't love him to be running the football. But I, I think what you also saw was, and I tweeted this out, and I almost just tagged you on it, frankly, um, was you know them lining up in a, on eleven personnel and yeah. on third and one and handing the ball off to Zeke and lo and behold he gets twenty five yards because there's no one there to tackle him. Um, yeah. So I, you know I think it's that sort of thing that you know not nec- I mean the difference is is that we're not seeing a ton of thirteen personnel we're not seeing or at least you know not like bunched up 13 not a, not a snap 13 yeah and, 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 and you know we're seeing a fullback occasionally but not always like you know 22 personnel it's like it's it's it, they're deploying everything a little bit differently using similar personnel and they're getting the job done because Zeke doesn't need like a fullback he doesn't need uh, a, a tight end in line in order to run the football I mean he, he played at Ohio State with the Urban Meyer and a wide open system running the football there and it had success so I I, I think this is something that all of us have been calling for for a long time Absolutely. is more runs out of spread because, you know, first of all, Zeke's good at it. He's done it before. has no problem with it. It, it utilizes what Dak does better, and it it it, it gets people out of the box. It, it opens things up. I, I think the difference is now is that you have the wide receivers to, bring, to, to draw the people out of the box. Yeah, that's what it is, right? You know, I think that's maybe the, the main difference. Uh, really quickly, before we move on to those receivers, uh, Cowboys have 121 offensive snaps through two weeks. 112 of those snaps came uh, via 11 or 12 personnel. Yeah, so the go. Cowboys know what their bread and butter is, right? They, they know that they have three receivers they really like, and they know that they can run the ball and pass the ball pretty effectively out of 12 personnel as well. Uh, just to kind of add to that, uh, their success rate by personnel grouping, 63% out of 11 personnel, 63% out of 12 personnel. Not bad. I mean, two out of three plays are successful for Dallas. That's uh, that's pretty good. Um, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the wide receivers. We can talk about Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper if you would like, Landon. But the story for me in this game is Devin Smith. Uh, three catches, 74 yards, including the 51-yard bomb uh, from Dak Prescott. Uh, it was so nice to see Devin Smith out there making plays. Uh, obviously, the the deep pass is one that's going to be talked about a lot. But uh, I want to kind of focus on one other really quick play. Uh, it was in the second half. I believe it was the fourth quarter. The Cowboys had a third and three, and they ran an RPO with Devin Smith on the left side of the field. He ran a slant, caught the ball, made a quick move to get upfield to put the Cowboys inside the, the Redskins' five-yard line. Uh, that's a play that I wouldn't have envisioned Smith making earlier in training camp and even in the preseason because he just didn't look like he had the, the same quickness and change of direction. Uh, but it appears Devin Smith is getting very close to being back to the player that we saw at Ohio State. Uh, so what were your thoughts on uh, Devin Smith in this game and maybe what he can provide the Cowboys going forward? Yeah, I mean, it's it's fantastic to have a guy like Devin Smith that far down your 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 depth chart. I mean, I mean if you think about it, Tavon Austin doesn't play today, so Devin Smith gets an opportunity and he gives 3 for 74, I mean, a touch. So, uh yeah, I think 
it just shows you what kind of talent this team has all over the place. Um, and it's and it's deep. This guy is a guy who probably wasn't going to be active otherwise, uh, and mm-hmm. and suddenly he's the your leading receiver with a touchdown. Um, and I think when you when you look at uh, the, I mean, I, I think you have to love the the fearlessness uh, to, to to throw the ball to Devin Smith down the field. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like the guy, I mean, hasn't played a foot a snap of football. He was inactive last week, but the Cowboys have no problem sending him on a deep, you know, deep post and 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 getting the ball. And Dak has no problem stepping right into and throwing the ball down the field to him against uh, Josh Norman. You know, I mean, so I, I think. If you say what you will about Josh Norman, like it's it's embarrassing that he got beat by our fifth receiver, fifth receiver, you know, like right, maybe at least fifth. I, mean, I guess he's fourth. No, I'm, I'm not doing the mouth. Yes, fifth. Uh, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it, it was an incredible throw. Uh, it was and it was not just the throw, like you said, that he made a great move on that on that slant that you mentioned, broke it back outside, and it just showed that he he belongs. It wasn't just a fluke. Um, I, I, and then yeah, Cooper go, going four out of uh, converting four out of five uh, target opportunities for four four yards and a touch. Uh, that was a beautiful throw to Cooper, by the way, by by Dak. Oh, yeah, just, like gorgeous. really fired it in before the defender could get get across it and make a play. Uh, yeah, and I thought you know, this, the, they did a great job of spreading the ball around to everybody. Again, Gallup got a heavy, heavy, heavy load of targets uh, and, and was able to convert a lot of them. And uh, you just hope he ends up okay. Cobb, I think you know, I think Cobb was struggling a little bit early. I, you know, I that interception to me was all on him. Like, I mean, the, the incompletion. Uh, see, I'll fight you a little. Okay, bit there. well, because here's the deal. I think it's both of them. No, it's, it's not that. It, it, the incompletion is on both of them. The fact that it was not a completed pass is on both of them. The interception. Sure. Is on Cobb because he volleyballed the, the ball up into the air. So yeah, but I would also say he, the reason he did that is because the throw was behind him. But I, I think he needs to make that. Catch he also anyways, he got right? two hands on the ball. You know exactly. That's why I, I think that's why I think both of them deserve blame. It's not one or the other fault because the throw should have been better. But Cobb needs to make that catch as well. Mm, that's definitely I on think Cobb. It, I, I, the, the incompletion <laughs> again, fifty-fifty on Cobb and and and. and, and Deck, yeah. but if you get both hands on the ball, go back and watch it. He wasn't like, he wasn't like sprinting all the way. He was facing the ball, facing the ball. Had got both fingers on it, and and it not just it wasn't just like a, a slight redirection. He completely changed the trajectory of the ball, which means he got enough of his hands on it that he should have caught That's it. That's fair. Um, overall, a good mm. a good game by the receivers. Mm. I, but Cobb bounced back. I'm not blaming. Yeah, because yeah, after yeah. that, he you know he he he's kind of bobbled the deflected ball a little bit. But then after that, he made another catch where he was able to fight for a first down. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, and I, I I mean overall, I thought the receiving core really really bounced back in the second half. Some other day when we're, we're not giving all praise to the Cowboys, we'll talk about Cobb as a punt returner because I have some questions about him back there because he made a couple questionable decisions this week. Uh, But overall, uh, a good game by the receivers. Let's take one more quick break and we'll come back and talk about the defense. Let's pause so we can tell you about today's sponsor of the show, which is MyBookie. MyBookie has been in the business for years and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. And that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join now, 
MyBookie will match your deposit with an up to 100% cash bonus. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Landon, the Cowboys gave up 21 points. Uh, they allowed Case Keenum to go 26 of 37 for uh, 221 yards and two touchdowns. They did stop the run game pretty well. They gave up just 47 yards rushing on 17 carries. Um, I have a little bit of concerns about the defense just because I think the tackling uh, was extra poor this week. Some of the effort on some of the tackling was not very good, especially from their secondary. Um, are you concerned about this defense going forward? Because it doesn't appear that they're playing at the same level we saw maybe at this time last year. Uh, and if you go back to you know the last couple games against the Rams, against the Giants, against the Redskins, the tackling in general hasn't been very good. So what are your thoughts about this Cowboys defense moving forward? I mean, I still think everybody's kind of working their way back into into playing shape. I mean, like especially, I mean, a lot of your key players are still dealing with recovering from, uh, you know, from surgery or whatever. Still kind of rolling back on. Uh, you know, I think again, even despite all of that, they it's not like they they've only allowed twenty one points yesterday, and they only allowed. What is it? Seventeen points the week before. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think you know that is still part of this defense. You know, it's the bend don't break aspect to it. What, now I will argue what is concerning is, uh, you know, allowing. They were, I think they allowed Washington to go three of three in the red zone, and that's you know that they can't allow that that's, to keep happening. Yeah. But um, you know, I think the tackling it's it wasn't great at times, uh, but I think at all at the same time they're playing. Washington has some incredibly elusive players, you know. Like I think it, Trey Quinn and uh, uh, Chris, Thompson. Chris Thompson. Like I mean, specifically, like those guys are are difficult to tackle. So uh, I, I'm not giving you know anyone a complete pass, but I, I think we, we have been trying to compare their tackling so far in consecutive weeks to. Trey Quinn, Chris Thompson, and Saquon Barkley, who you know could be an incredible trio of tackle-breaking <laughs> playmakers. So th- they definitely have to get the job done, and there's no excuse. And you're going to play guys like that every single week. Um, but it's I've seen the guys that are missing the tackles, or at least not finishing tackles, do that job before. I, I feel like it's more uh, about working back into tackling shape as it is anything else. My my concern is when we go against uh, better quarterbacks. I, there's a stretch where when was that? When uh, is that? <laughs> no, well, <laughs> it's uh, we, Aaron Rodgers is in week five, right? So that's yeah, that's like I a mean, month from now. <laughs> well, no, I'm just I'm just. I mean, kidding. I was, was going to say there was there was a stretch where they're going to play like Drew Brees, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, know, and but... Carson Wentz in like three straight weeks. Uh... But um, when they do play a good quarterback, because that time is coming. I am a little bit concerned that they're just not going to be up to speed. I mean, Byron Jones is still shaking off some rust. Uh, I think Jeff Heath continues to be a a little bit of a liability back there uh, as a safety. Uh, I'm interested to see how quickly this defense can kind of get up to speed because uh, it it hasn't been as good as maybe we were anticipating. I think, you know, entering the year, there was a lot of people thinking the Cowboys could finish as a top three or five defensive unit this year. Um, you're not quite seeing that yet. You're seeing, you know, a lot of 
a lot of yards and not doing as well in the red zone as maybe we anticipated. Uh, so I think there's a little bit of concern. Is that fair, Lane? Yeah, I mean, look, they haven't – I'm not saying – look, they've got pass rush problems. I Hopefully that's going to get uh, a little bit better with, with Quinn. I think it got better to last you know, yesterday than it was the day before. Uh, I do think Quinn is going to be a big thing because you can put Quinn at, at right defensive end and kick Tyrone Crawford inside, right? So that, that should be a big difference maker there. Um, uh, yeah, I think so, and, and, and we'll see. You know what the deal is with with uh, Crawford too. I mean, if he's still uh, doing okay, he probably just went out because he was. They were trying to get rest that hip, but yeah, I mean, I think you know, once you rearrange things a little bit, you give Quinn the healthy set of snaps. Um, you know, that's going to help with your pass rush. Uh, and again, I think all these guys like Crawford and, and Lawrence are still kind of working their way back too, so they'll be better as well. So I think all those things are are, are are good positives for what could happen in the future. And then also, you know, Byron Jones like this was this was Byron Jones's first first game back, and so any any help on the back end will help with the pass rush. You know, it's all it's all connected. So I just think a good a good healthy portion of your starters had off season surgeries or injuries or whatever it is they're working their way back you're getting another guy who's coming back this week uh, i think it's still the, the defense is still very much kind of getting up to speed uh whereas the offense is obviously <laughs> in full swing absolutely all right that's it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in make sure you subscribe to the podcast on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts follow lane and at mccool bcb you can follow the show at locked on cowboys and i'm at marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.